everybody. Welcome to Chats, where we bring you insightful interviews on a variety of topics related to spinal cord injury. In Chats, we talk about everything from patient stories and perspectives, clinical insights and tips, SCI resources, and topics related to quality care. We bring you this podcast through the American Physical Therapy Association's AMPT Spinal Cord Injury Special Interest Group. And I am your host, Kristen Cizat. And today I'm going to be interviewing alone because on the other side, we have three uh, PTs that are going to be joining us. One of them is Uzair Hamad, who you guys know also as a host of this platform. Uh, We're going to be joined by Lauren Jeffries and Brittany Rohan. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about each of the the three guests that we have today. So Lauren, Lauren Jeffries has been a PT for three years. She received her bachelor's degree from Florida State University in exercise science and continued on to PT school at Florida Gulf Coast University, where she received her DPT degree. Uh, Due to her, her passion in neuro rehab, she decided to do a residency with Brooks Rehabilitation in Jacksonville, Florida, where she completed that residency and is now a board certified clinical specialist in neuro PT. And she works in an outpatient rehabilitation clinic, um, where she is the spinal cord injury lead physical therapist. Next, we have Brittany Rohan. Brittany received her doctorate degree from the University of South Florida and is a board certified clinical specialist in neuro-PT with seven years of experience in kind of a variety of all settings. Uh, Brittany completed her neuro residency through the University of Central Florida Orlando Health Residency in 2019, um, and she currently works in an inpatient rehabilitation clinic where she focuses her uh, clinical skills on those who have suffered a spinal cord injury. And last we have uh, Dr. Azair Hamad, you guys know him as Z. Uh, he received his DPT from the University of Central Florida, and following his degree, he decided to go right into a neurologic residency program as well, where he was at the UCF Orlando Health Residency Program. He completed that uh, two years ago, Z, uh, I believe, and he is now works as adjunct with the University of Central Florida and Graceland University, and he is also the co-host of the AMPT Discus and Chats podcast with myself. Uh, He earned the 2022 Early Career Award from the AMPT last year, as well as the UCF 30 Under 30 Alumni Award. Um, He is also now working in an inpatient rehab clinic where he is uh, dedicated his career to spinal cord injury care. So, welcome Lauren, Brittany, and Z. Thank you. All right. So, today we're going to talk a little bit about your residency experience and what kind of brought you into spinal cord injury rehab. So, we're going to start with you, Lauren. Um, Did you know before you were going into your residency that SCI was kind of where you wanted to dedicate your career? Um, I thought it was. Mm -hmm. I had like maybe one or two patient experiences with someone with a spinal cord injury before going into residency. I didn't have the chance to really work with anyone with a spinal cord injury when I was in my clinicals, but I knew like as soon as I learned it in class, I was like, this is for me, but I needed that like verification Mm -hmm. to like make sure I actually really wanted to work with this population. Um, Luckily in residency, the first rotation I went through was inpatient spinal cord injury rehab. And though I felt like I had no idea what I was doing, I was like, yep, I love this. So, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Living outside your comfort zone. Uh, what about you, Brittany? Did you know prior to residency or did you kind of learn that as you, you got into it? 
Um, I will say I did not know that prior to residency. Um, going in, spinal cord injury was the area that I felt the least confident and definitely getting that experience and that exposure was something that, again, was stepping out of my comfort zone. And I was like, ooh, you know, it's a little, a lot different than how you practice with your uh, colleagues in school. And, and I didn't have as much experience in my clinicals as well. But being able to experience that and really just changed my whole mindset. Yeah, absolutely. And what about you, Z? <laughs> um, I think I'm kind of similar in the fact that I was always, I felt drawn to spinal cord injury and I found it super interesting, but also very intimidating. I was also pretty interested in sports PT in um, PT school. So as a student in school, I didn't feel like I would have the skills initially to treat spinal cord injuries. So I started gravitating more towards sports PT and other things I was familiar with until my final clinical as a student, where I actually got some exposure to treating patients and clients with spinal cord injuries and interacting with them and just kind of getting a feel for what treating someone with that type of condition may look like. And I also learned about the residency program at that time. So I think wanting to become a good SEI clinician and feeling confident with my skills in that is actually what encouraged me to pursue the residency in the first place. Yeah, that's awesome. I'd say that's a common theme that I hear in anyone who's... Um either had not much exposure or new to, you know, their clinical career is that that a little bit of intimidation of going into SCI. Um, so I want to hear a little bit about what you guys think the hardest part about spinal cord injury rehab is in your day-to-day -day job. And how do you guys overcome that challenge? What brings you back to the clinic day after day um, loving your job? So let's start with Z on this one. Hmm. For me, sometimes it's demonstrating empathy instead of sympathy. Mm -hmm. So it's it's really hard to relate with what they're going through. And from what I've found working with SCI clients is they don't want to you to feel like bad for them or sympathetic for them, but being able to actually guide them by putting yourself in their shoes the best you can really um, is more appreciated. And that part's just really hard because it's, it's hard to relate mm -hmm. to something like that for me. And, you know, for anyone that doesn't have a spinal cord injury, other times it's providing the answers to their really difficult questions, which I'm sure we, we all get. But even with our research and resources, we just can't we can't give them a definitive answer, truly. Um, but also to me, these are the things that make it challenging and getting to show them that life is still possible after a spinal cord injury for me is what is what motivates me to come to work and helps me overcome those personal challenges. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what about you, Brittany? Um, so kind of playing off what Z said is those hard questions. So there are some clients who we know may not leave inpatient rehab ambulating, and it may take a few months or unknown period of time to see if they're going to get back to that. But knowing that they are so motivated and dedicated and the hard, like, you know, those that are willing to give it their all and you are there for them, but there's only so much that you can do to some extent. Um, but the thing that keeps us coming back or me coming back is the fact that they, you can show them how independent they can be with other things mm -hmm. um, and getting their life back. And we have um, patients who have returned who basically are mentors for other patients who show this is how you can live your life after a spinal cord injury. 
And it is so motivating that they're doing these things that I could never even do. And they're, they're incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and then just knowing that there's still research and science going on and there are always room for advancements. So we never really know, but that kind of keeps me going as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. What about you, Lauren? I mean, same things, honestly. Uh, I'm on the outpatient side, so I get to see these patients after their like really intense inpatient stay. And so their mindsets kind of change because they are home now and kind of realizing the life that this injury entails. So, I mean, still trying to like give them not necessarily hope, but it's like the fine line between being realistic with their goals and not wanting to be like, no, this isn't going to happen because we don't know that it's not going to happen. But we have research that says like one person will be more likely. And we always say to walk because that's always kind of the first thing people want to do. So we'll go walking in this instance, but like the research towards whether or not someone will be able to walk again. Um, And I think I do get to see a lot of people where they hit that year mark because they are told that one year Mm -hmm. is, you know, your best chance for recovery. And so I'm seeing these people pass their one year um, and it's trying to be like realistic and motivating to them so that they're not totally down in the dumps that like, Oh, it's one year and I'm not walking again but giving them encouragement and like motivation to work towards whatever independence is for them. Yes, absolutely. I will say, you know, I've, I've worked in an, an SEI clinic for 12 years now that it is tough every day to be involved in other people's trauma day in, day out, different personalities, different coping strategies, and that can be very draining to you as a clinician. So I think it's, it's so important, like you guys said, to we are we are the motivation for our cl- for our clients who have you know this is brand new they've never experienced this or whatever whatever timeline they're in um, in their injury recovery, but it's so important that we take care of ourselves as clinicians so that way we can keep coming back to the clinic every day. And I know that's a topic of conversation um, throughout all of healthcare, especially after COVID and some of the the burnout from that. But I think in SEI care specifically, um, it's so important that we are giving to our patients everything we can, but also replenishing our own um, mental cup, if that makes sense, to try to make sure that we are in this for the long haul. It's easy to get burnt out in SEI rehab, if you guys agree with that. Yes. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a really um, being the motivator and also finding your motivation are, are fun and exciting, but difficult tasks to do sometimes. All right. So I want to ask so if you have so we have listeners of all different kinds here um what advice would you give to somebody who's interested in SEI but maybe intimidated or unsure of how to go about getting involved in SEI rehab let's start with Lauren you need to jump in (laughs) and just get exposed to it like even like I was super uncomfortable when I was on that like first rotation of my residency, but you just got to roll with it. Learn from other people, like be humble and be confident with yourself. Like, you know what you know, but there's always room to grow Mm -hmm. um, and learn more things. So 
Like right now, I feel really good with my SEI knowledge, but I'm always trying to learn from someone else, whether it's another clinician or even like a patient or a client. Like some of those people that have been living with a spinal cord injury chronically, like for a long time, I almost learned more information from them yes. than I do from like reading research articles or whatever. I so love it. Yes. I think just exposure to um, patients, clients, people with spinal cord injuries, clinicians that love working in spinal cord rehab um, and looking for some kind of mentorship. Yes, absolutely. What about you, Brittany? Uh, I agree that you really just got to get in there. The only way to learn is through experience. So if you have to volunteer or ask to shadow a clinician, um, just getting that experience. There's also a lot of survivors who have videos online. So if you don't have access to actual clients or patients, watching videos will show you a lot because it's a lot of how they problem solve mm-hmm. through their their daily life. Um, and that's a way that I also learn some new tricks as well for my patients, because it's things that I may have never have thought of that people who have lived with it for years are now teaching me. So I love that. Yes. And what about you, Z? I agree. I love it how we all have the just do it mentality <laughs> there because to, I mean, if you're interested in spinal cord injury, you likely want it. You're just intimidated by it. Um, I feel like that is similar to what all three of us said. And that's how I felt when I was a student. But finding good mentors is really important or, you know, maybe choosing to complete a residency. But um, just make sure you're being honest with yourself in regard to not wanting it versus being intimidated by it. And if you feel like you are interested in it and you're just scared to do it, then, then just jump in and do it. You'll figure it out. And um, yeah, there's a bunch of resources that you can use and SCI therapists are more than happy to bring more SCI therapists into the, into the team. So yes, go for it. Absolutely. So I am going to put a plug in here for some of the resources, obviously through the AMPT, the spinal cord injury special interest group uh, is, is really your network. We are your group to help find you answers to questions you may have to collaborate with people across the country. So please never feel afraid to reach out via email or um, anything through the website, which we'll look at in just, or we'll talk about in just a second. Um, But we are here as a community and, and we have a saying in our clinic that it takes a village to do this job. And it really does. No one can do spinal cord injury rehab by themselves. So whether your village is within your own clinic, or if you are solo as a home health therapist, or um, you have a village within your organization here at the AMPT SCI, um, special interest group. The other thing that I want to just kind of plug as well is that looking at your community, wherever you live across the country, there are a lot of different, um, the, the United Spinal Association, for for example, there are a lot of ways to give get involved outside of just the daily clinic. So giving back to your community is a sometimes a nice way to, to get involved when you're unsure of if this is where you want to dedicate your career and, and let yourself formulate some bowl and decide if this is your career trajectory. But whether you treat one person with a spinal cord injury or you do this every day, all day long, um, you have resources available to you. I also like to always remind people that someone with a spinal cord injury isn't just someone with a spinal cord injury. They're going to live with this for the rest of their life. So eventually their shoulders may have problems and you need to look at it with an orthopedic eye. Sometimes through their wheelchair, I can pull in pediatric therapists who work in wheelchair, uh, 
you know, world. It, it's such a it's such a multifaceted type of injury that it's not just one clinician. So if you're in an ortho clinic and a spinal cord injury client shows up, you still have the knowledge and ability to treat that person. Um, just reach out for your resources and and look at it from there's so many different ways that a spinal cord injury client needs our care. So don't be intimidated or afraid or say, I don't know what to do with this. Uh, you have the knowledge and you have the skills. But I want to really, really thank Brittany and Lauren and Z for coming in and talking with us today and bringing their insight into just their experiences through residency and what drew them to spinal cord injury rehab and what keeps them involved and passionate about spinal cord injury rehab every day. So thank you guys so much for your time. Is there anything you guys want to leave with our listeners before we sign off? Thank you for listening. and. <laughs> Once again, if you're interested in spinal cord injury, Kristen, I think what you just ended off with was was perfect. Just, yeah, go get involved. Find some way. It doesn't have to be in the clinic. And um, it's a super special and awesome population to work with. And I think everyone should love spinal cord injury. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate being able to talk on here. Um I think that just like, I don't know, advice. I don't know if I'm the right person to give advice, but I will, whatever. Um, if you are feeling burnt out, because I feel like that is really like hot topic mm -hmm. in SCI um, therapy. I haven't really worked too, too long enough to get like major burnout, but like every so often you feel it. It's not like a thing you just hit and then it goes like it's a day by day thing. Mm -hmm. Go back to why you're doing it, honestly, like what motivates you and like your passion for it. And that will that gives me the revamp to kind of keep working, to be honest. So yes, I love it. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to this interview brought to you by the American Physical Therapy AMPT SCI podcast. Um, for more information, please make sure that you visit the Spinal Cord Injury SIG AMPT website, which is www.neuropt.org. And just as a reminder, this is brought to you by the AMPT SCI SIG. And the views and opinions uh, expressed through this episode are that of the individual creators and not necessarily representative of the entire position of the AMPT. So we thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and please visit our website for more information. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. That was good. Thank you.